never miss the latest game tea. Check us out on social media. You can find us on Facebook at the Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your sip and pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show. And thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast. Okay, everyone, welcome to the Game Tea Podcast with Czar, me, and JP, who's still here for some reason. You're stealing my lines! <laughs> yeah, he is. That's really the intro. Okay. <laughs> Fuck that, yeah, I get that's it. That's the intro. Yeah, that, yeah we'll wake Okay, so the Game Tea Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Zach. I feel like I shouldn't be the intro because it's the first one. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. <laughs> no, no, no. This episode is perfect. All right, oh, take I'm 84. <laughs> the Game Tea Podcast. All right. The Game Pod Tea. So we've been doing this for a couple of years now. We have been making the Game Tea Podcast, the three of us. And um, even though for some of our older listeners, you know us, you know our antics, you know what we're about, right? We've got a lot going on right now where we're in a new studio. We're under um, Herdat Media. And along with this, we've got a lot of big things in the works. So one of those things I think we can tease out right now is we will be hosting a Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Tournament at the Hale Varsity Club in Omaha, Nebraska on December 17th. Right Mark on. your calendars, everyone. If you can make it, come try to beat Zach up. Yeah. Because <laughs> it ain't happening. If you beat me, JP will give you something, maybe. A high five. Oh, I was promising them more, if you know what I mean. <laughs> two high fives. Two high fives at the same time. So the point is, we've got a lot going on for us. We haven't had the opportunity to just sit down and talk about us. Because let's be honest, boys, it's about us. It's about Nobody us. else. It's not us. A, it's not a gaming podcast. This is about us. So as much as I'd love to take credit, I unfortunately cannot this time. Zach had the fantastic idea of allowing us to introduce ourselves a little deeper by coming up with a little Q&A. About the Game Tea Podcast and its members. So, like, you may have never, like, in, like, middle school when you'd play, like, 20 questions with, like, you know, someone that you're interested in. No, I didn't have friends, so I needed to use that little 20 questions device. Do you remember that? Hey, I had that little robot, too. Something. That was, like, my best friend. <laughs> huh. Oh, that little robot knew all the he questions. all my secrets. <laughs> it's bigger than a bread box. Of course it is. Like, I'm going to listen to the guy that pooped himself in science class two years ago. <laughs> like, I told, I told you that in secrecy, little machine. <laughs> why, why do me like that? All right. Okay, so, yeah, uh, that's kind of the basis of it, you know. We're just a bunch of guys just doing what we can to, you know, pod away. So Talk I've developed about our favorite thing in the world, video games. I developed a very uh, clear-cut system so that you guys can get to know us. And um, every time you answer a question wrong, you got to take a shirt off. <laughs> what? Take I've got several questions. <laughs> First off, how many shirts are you guys wearing? Does that mean I have to put my shirt back on immediately after taking yeah, it pretty, off? It's pretty oh, cold in here. Only if you get a question about yourself wrong. Uh, dude, it's so cold in here, my nipples could cut glass. I don't want to take my shirt off. Fair. All right, first question. First question. Are you guys ready? We'll let Zara go first, you know, just so we scare people a little. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. What is your earliest experience with gaming? What is my early experience with gaming? Earliest, earliest experience. experience with gaming. Um, twenty questions. <laughs> playing 
It was I, I, I had a babysitter when I was really young, probably like four to six years old, and this babysitter had a Nintendo 64, and I would just be obsessed with watching the older kids play Donkey Kong 64. Ah. It was so scary to me. And like my most vivid memory is the Jack in the Box boss on the frantic factory level. Hmm. That's, That's my you're talking about, but Okay. All right, Zach. My earliest would be I was in a Target parking lot. I guess I really annoyed the crap out of my mom because I remember being in the back of our like green suburban like 99. Like, I remember that some, thing. Some Pontiac GT, I think is what their vans were yeah. called. And it was just, it wasn't leather. What, it's, what, are, what are they called? Pleather. Leather. Like <laughs> God, it just had this smell to it, all right? I don't know. Like, you're just hypersensitive as a kid. You just really smells and all these, like, things. But I just remember sitting there, like, bugging the shit of my sister, Elizabeth, just going, hey, hey. And then my mom put, like, a Game Boy in my, like, hand, and it had Pokemon Red, and I was quiet. Was it Elizabeth's? What? Was it Elizabeth's Game Boy, or was she, like... No, I got, like, my own Game Boy. Her- my sister got one, too. She got Pokemon Blue. I got Red. Here, we were going to give you this Game Boy at Christmas, but shut the fuck up now. I mean, that's that's how Zach got lots of his presents early. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Just shut the fuck up. Actually, her, his mother is Southern. Zach, shut the fuck up. <laughs> First off, my mother would never say that. Secondly, you're She's dead. thought it very loud a lot of times. I'm sure. <laughs> Regardless of the context of the story, though, I think a lot of listeners can really identify with being handed a Game Boy with Pokemon Red or Blue for the first time. Yeah. I, uh, wish, so, I, I wish I had those experiences. <laughs> JP, tell me about your experiences. Yeah, what's yours? How I molded you into the young man you are today. Well, actually, what's funny is, like, if I got into gaming a lot later than a lot of people did. Like, you know, I actually played outside a lot when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, sorry. I threw up a little. Yeah, which is ironic because based on how I look now, you would not be able to guess that. But... Right? Hey, I think you look gorgeous. Well, thank you. Like, I never got the Game Boy. My first handheld was the Game Boy Advance, but, like, I never got into it. It wasn't until the Nintendo DS came out oh. in 2006. Prior to that, um, I got a PS2. Now, I don't even know if I asked for a PS2, but my parents were, like, hip and trendy people, and they're like, hey, John Paul, the latest gaming console came out, and we got you a PlayStation box. A PlayStation, PlayStation. box. And I'm like, it's oh. spherical. I'm like, what's spherical? <laughs> and I'm like, what do I do with it? <laughs> what, do, what, what does it do? Does it turn it on? Does <laughs> so, it make popcorn? So the very first vi- the game that came with it when I first got it was Pac-Man World 2. Oh, that's where that came oh, from. Okay. Yeah. That was okay. so it's not my favorite game, but Pac-Man World 2 is the very first video game I ever played to completion and it's just stuck with me, man. I was like just blown away by starting off with like 3D Pac-Man. I got spoiled. Especially Pac-Man 1 and Pac-Man 3 were fucking garbage, <laughs> but Pac-Man 2, Pac-Man World 2 fucking amazing game. I wonder how much different your life would have been had your mom bought the Ratchet and Clank PlayStation box. Oh, life would have been good. Because I got the Ratchet and Clank did, PlayStation did box. And yeah. it was it, That was my first PlayStation game, Magical. So even when I had the PlayStation 2, like, yeah, I was starting to get into gaming, but it wasn't really until the GameCube came along it's that, like, I found The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Mm. And that was it. I after that game, I was like, "This is fucking incredible! I love this. I want to do it forever." <laughs> <laughs> love it. One yeah. of us. 
Google, Google Gobble. Google Gobble. All right, Zach, what next question. Why are you pointing at me? Because you're the question master. Well, oh, I thought you were talking. Oh, God. I'm I so was, sorry. and then I stopped. Yeah, but then we're trying to keep this episode. What's your uh, What's your guys' mindset with gaming? JP, you start. It's a gaming. very open-ended question, BT Dubs, so don't take that it. That is a very this, open-ended question. I, I really, okay, yeah. so when gaming first started getting really popular, and it, I mean, that's arbitrary in itself, right? It's just, it's been so interesting to me to see how gaming has evolved. Because, I mean, if you're talking about the earliest form of gaming, you're talking about shit like Pong. You're talking about shit like Galaga. Cubert. Cubert. And... I mean, the thing about those games was there wasn't a story, there wasn't a characters, there was no development. It was just a very simple task. Like, there's things, go shoot them. And it's been very fascinating to me to see kind of, like, how gaming has evolved into more of an art form. Because even back then, you could call gaming an art form, right? But... I mean, not compared to how it is now, where you've got these grand adventures where you can meet these uh, incredible characters and, like, you know, just deep storylines and things that, like, I don't know. It's just incredible. And sure, you can get those same experiences with movies or books or TV shows or things like that. But, but we can't read. Well, first of all, yes. <laughs> first of all, Zar can't read. But second of all, what makes gaming so much more special is you're not a spectator. You're actively participating in the story somehow, right? So it's like, there's like, <laughs> books are so fucking overrated in my opinion, because it's just like, oh, like, books are fantastic, but you're just reading about what somebody else's story or what they wrote, and that can be very compelling, but there's something magical about the fact that you are actively participating in the story that's happening, and you can be transported into any world you want now through gaming. I think that's crazy. I, I find that fascinating that you compare video games to books because I was absolutely going to take that mindset with this question, my mindset on gaming is that it is interactive literature like the same worlds I would explore when reading like the magic tree house as a kid that is what gaming does it transports you into a magical narrative that you are just there to experience Mm -hmm. for all of those who really scoff at the comparison of books to video game media Have you played Skyrim and went into (laughs) a library and opened, like, three books? Stuff you could never, you could easily miss. Mm -hmm. So I I absolutely, I, I, I reiterate your sentiments on gaming being an art form because that's what it's always been for me. Yeah. You guys are weird. Oh, okay, Zach. <laughs> We're okay. all heart, heartfelt, and Zach's so, like, just like, I want to smash I things. just want to kill things. Right? Like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you guys are getting here all like philosophical and shit. I'm like, I just like to beat things. All right? I like to be like competitive I mean, and growing and seeing like as I play something, I like improve and get better. I mean, I like to have fun. I like story. I'm wrong with those things. I like those too. But yeah, that, There's just, a reason your favorite video game is Smash. Super Smash Bros. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fuck the story. Fuck your feelings. I just want to beat the shit out of Ridley as Isabel. <laughs> yes. Okay. I think that was well said, JP. That's you know me like a book, right? Books. 
books. And don't get me wrong. I'm a grad student. I've read tons. Or I was a grad student. I've done. <laughs> I've read tons of fucking books. Books are fine. Textbooks <laughs> don't count. I never read books as like a way to relax. That was gaming. Well, and absolutely when I was a kid, uh, as soon as I, I got more engrossed in gaming, I did start putting the books down. Um, I don't know necessarily if that's a good thing, but yeah, to your point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned a lot of good vocabulary skills through Final Fantasy. Yeah. Beyond that, I think like the culture of gaming is just extremely fun to be a part of. Right? Like That's why we wanted to make the podcast in the first place, was just to participate in the culture and talk about it. Because we don't just talk about the games themselves, you know? We talk about like how other people are reacting to games. We talk about specs. We talk about like different like hardware coming out and like how people react to it. I find that just as fun to talk about. We talk about the overall impact that gaming has on the world. Right. Gaming can be some of the best things for the saddest and loneliest of minds, but it can also be one of the worst things for the happiest of minds with toxicity. Or you could be Zach. And just <laughs> <laughs> that that's mean? that's the beauty of gaming is it is a Massive spectrum. Mm, absolutely. Next All question. Right, next question. God, I'm just trying to get you guys talk about boobs. You guys do that shit. How are we? How are you <laughs> going to make this conversation genre? about boobs? <laughs> favorite genre. Jesus, that's a tough question. Actually, I want to go first. <laughs> okay, mine, sorry. <laughs> mine is role playing games. You um, don't say. I like to pretend I'm cooler than I am. Good old role RPG. playing games let yeah. me do that, and I get to be. You start off with a little big old baby. You never played a game before in your life. You don't know what you're doing. And then by the end, you're a man. Because <laughs> that. Or a woman. Because that's yeah. what a man sounds like. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> oh. Zach, here's an interesting question for you What's your least favorite thing about RPGs? Thinking. What? <laughs> puzzle mechanics. <laughs> no, honestly, puzzle mechanics are pretty up there. Um, because it's slow. Because you like fast paced, right? And a puzzle mechanic does the opposite. It <laughs> slows you down to a halt. Yeah, just grinding halt. I really, really, really like. Um, like my favorite thing is like when they, there's a really good talent system and you got to pick off and trade. And I love like just like men maxing a character. Like just what's the like most bang for my buck? And then I'll play around. Unless it's, like, really, really cool and I'm missing out. Like, there's a really cool bit. Like, you get to throw your shield at somebody or you get to punch them a little bit harder. I'm going to throw my fucking shield at them every time. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's my two cents. All right. Now, one of you talk. JP, what's your favorite and least? Is it favorite genre and then the least favorite part about that genre or just yeah. least favorite genre? It was just something I wanted to add on because I think it's interesting to talk about. It's topical. And also it makes you self-aware, I guess, of, like... <laughs> It is so... I play so many different kinds of games. It's weird because, like, I've got a lot of niches as, like, one of the hosts where it's, like, I'm the indie guy, but I'm also the walking simulator guy. But I just don't think anything beats a good old-fashioned action-adventure game. Like, especially, like, the first video game that I've ever, like, really loved and adored was The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. And I've just been chasing that high ever since. <laughs> Haven't we all? It's a pretty high bar. It, it, it really is. It's amazing. I, And, you know, it's like not every game needs to be The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, but it's like for every other action-adventure game I've ever played, which is a lot more Legend of Zelda games and others, <laughs> I feel like those games do an outrageously good job of giving you a mix, which is, you know, 
I like the action, but I also like to use my brains every once in a while and try and solve a puzzle. I like a deep lore. I, you know, and when you take all of these things into account, like uh, just action adventure. Yeah, definitely. But anything story driven, which is why, like, I can go from playing a game like, uh, I don't know, what's got one of the best stories, like God of War, right? To a game like Gone Home, which is just you walking around a house for four hours. Hey, it's a very compelling story. <laughs> it, it's, that's exactly what it is. That that game is literally about a sister who came out as gay and was not accepted by her parents, so she ran away from home right before you got home for winter break, and you're just trying to learn where the fuck your sister went. But you don't do the way you participate in that game is just by literally walking around. There's no <laughs> enemies. You don't see another person in the entire fucking game, and I find that compelling because of the story. You're weird. I think I, I know. <laughs> that, to each his own. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, Zara, what do you got? Mm, I, I've been trying to think of genres this whole time, but I keep coming back to the collectathon platformers. I cannot get away Classics. from them. They are my absolute favorite. There is something very OCD satisfying about watching all of your collectibles hit 100%. Dude, that I, is true. Like Banjo Kazooie, Voodoo Vince, Ukulele, I eat those games. I up. recognized one of those games. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny, actually, because you're not a PlayStation guy now, but you had a PS2 growing up, right? I did. I did, did you play Jack and Daxter? I did. I did love Jack and Daxter. Fucking great. It really was. And for that game, it was collecting all the precursor eggs for me. The precursor eggs and the uh, power cells. And the power cells, yes, mm-hmm. of course, of course. Ah, oh, such such magical nostalgic adventures. Sly Cooper with uh, did you ever play Sly Cooper? See, I never really got too much into Sly Cooper. Um, and there, that's kind of funny because it was the exact same thing. But I was always so scared of the stealth mechanics in that game. I hated getting caught and restarting a level. It just. It felt like I was the one getting caught and in trouble. The stealth <laughs> mechanics were simple, though. It was oh, like, yeah. it was baby's stay first in stealth. the shadow until person turns around, leave and hit them with stick. But I was That's like, as complex as it got. I could wait and sit in the shadows to hit someone with stick, or I could play Ratchet and Clank and use the rhino to blow up a fucking city. No, he's got a point, JP. <laughs> Whatever. Or the peacemaker. The peacemaker. Oh, the peacemaker. It didn't make peace. Oh, no, it did the opposite. But it eliminated the other. Well, actually, if it kills everybody and no one's left to hurt you, yeah, it's kind of peaceful. It's not a peacemaker. It's a pieces maker. Damn. That's deep. Damn. Damn. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I love Spyro the Dragon, too. We don't know if we mentioned that one. Spyro the Dragon. Oh, a classic. (laughs) Absolutely. RPGs and Spyro the Dragon. (laughs) I think... So this next question is very loaded, and don't treat it as such. It's just kind of like, a, as of today, what is your favorite game of all time? Ooh, oh, Jesus. That is, that is Jesus. a very loaded question. Damn. And what's funny is, like, I feel so generic with my answer, but it's like, it's so hard to go with something that's not a AAA title, especially as someone who calls themselves the indie guy, but Breath of the Wild. But it's not... Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, but look, here's the thing about that. A lot of people got into Zelda because of Breath of the Wild, and then it became their favorite game. 
not to be gatekeepy at all. Like, that's not what I'm doing. <laughs> You're that's getting not what I'm, there. Keep going. Uh, I know, going. a little bit. <laughs> You're jingling those keys like a gatekeeper. Like, look, it's not just about the fact that The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is as close to perfect as we've ever seen in a video game, arguably. It's also that getting to this point of Breath of the Wild, and it's soon to be sequel, has been 20 years of Zelda nostalgia for me. 20 fucking years. It's a lot of history. 20 fucking years. I mean, that's not even an exaggeration. Wind Waker came out in 2001. I was born in 1995, right? I started when I was six or seven years old. Damn. Playing that game, right? So it's just no exaggeration whatsoever. So for me, Breath of the Wild, it's not just about it being rich with lore, about it being fun, having these perfect physics mechanics, you know, it's also about it took me trudging. Perfect physics, uh, but fun physics. Uh, yeah, yeah fun perfect. Physics. Perfect might be an overstatement, but you know, it's also years of me seeing the best of Zelda and the worst of Zelda, and finally, What's this the worst Zelda game. Oh, Spirit Tracks. That <sighs> Spirit Tracks is a lot of people's <laughs> like least. Phantom Hourglass, I thought was okay. Honestly. The Legend of Zelda 2 Adventure of Link is god-fucking-awful. Have you played it? Yes. Okay. Did you play okay. the original Zelda? Yes. And you thought it was way better? Yes. Huh. 100%. <laughs> the second they went side-scrolly with Link. But the whole game's not side-scrolly. There are Oh, are you talking parts. about those awful moments where you leave the map to go on the map in the overworld? <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> awful fucking game. Boo. Boo. Huh. Okay, here's the thing. There's not a bad Zelda game. Some people really like the Oracle of Seasons, Oracle of Ages games, right? Oh, I remember Some that. people have fondness for, like, Link's Awakening. Some people even really like those DS games, like Phantom Hourglass or Spear Tracks. Minish I've, Cap. Minish Cap was amazing. <laughs> Minish Cap was I've played amazing. all of these games. Four Swords. I've seen the best Zelda has to offer. I've seen the worst Zelda has to offer. And I saw Breath of the Wild do everything fucking thing right perfect down to the last minute detail i mean it may be cliche but there's a reason why it won game of the year and there's a reason why it's so many people's favorite games so that's Mm -hmm. completely legitimate it was a powerhouse title yeah all right zara what's your favorite game (laughs) all right uh well, you guys know I got to oh, zar this one up. I know what you're about to say. I already know ooh, it. Ooh, 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 this is fun. I, I, I want to play a little guessing game. What do you think? What is my all-time favorite game to date? Banjo-Kazooie. Ooh. Uh, uh, Alice return thing. Holy shit, Zach, you do know me. Alice? It, really? Alice Madness Returns That's is That's to date my favorite game that I have ever played. It checks all of my boxes from the fantastic like whimsical nature of whimsical yeah mixed in with dark disturbing lore it's it just checks all the boxes it's a platformer it's got the collecting aspect to it i it just it hit every box perfectly and i know everyone out there is going to be like what the fuck is alice like what is this game (laughs) yeah but then you're going to check it out and you might actually like it it's a lot of people's favorite games. Is it on Game Pass? I'm going to have to check it It is. It is currently on Game Pass. I'm going to check that out. Yes. All right. Absolutely should. Zach, no. if you say World of Warcraft, I will hurt you. I'm thinking it. <laughs> I'm thinking it really loud. Okay. Fair enough. Why World of Warcraft? 
This question's a lot harder. Um, you, uh, you, you wrote, wrote the, question. the question! And I regret it. <laughs> so my favorite game... Fuck. Yeah, it's a tough fucking question, isn't it? Because you love Monster Hunter. I do. You like World of Warcraft? Smash Bros? <laughs> I love Pokemon Crystal. Ooh. Pokemon Crystal, huh? But I also love World of Warcraft. Okay. But I also love Super Smash Bros. Okay. I'm seeing, I am seeing patterns, by the way. There is a pattern. And Monster Hunter. And, God, Yoko's Island Express. Ghost of Tsushima? Ghost of Sushi. Yeah. I think I will go with World of Warcraft. Really? Begrudgingly. Begrudgingly. Um... Is it a love or is it an, addic- an addiction? It can be both. It can be both. <laughs> just, <laughs> it's it's very annoying. It's very much probably a cliche. But I do keep coming back for a reason. And it's I built a lot of friendships through it. It's pretty fun. That's beautiful, man. Um, <laughs> there's a Pokemon simulator in Friendships there with real people, right? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. They say they're real. I pay 15 bucks a month for them to be real. <laughs> <laughs> This shopkeeper is just so compelling with her stories about the eggs. And so, yeah, I'll go with World of Warcraft very much begrudgingly and clichéingly. I don't think that's cliché at all. If anything, I feel like most people whose favorite game is World of Warcraft would be embarrassed to admit that their favorite game is World of Warcraft. (laughs) But this is a safe place. We're a a safe space for gamers. (laughs) But no, like you said, though. You, there is a reason why you keep coming back to it, and you cannot discount the social aspect of that game, even though social interactions are not designed and you know implemented by the developers. That yeah. just happens naturally. That's one of the biggest game features. That's true. And I mean, like, Zach, with Zach's level of gaming, too, like, I think what makes it hard is, like, Smash offers everything that he loves about gaming, which is getting better, learning deep mechanics to make yourself better, and beating your friends up. And beating your friends up. I love beating shit on JP. Yeah. And I love getting shit on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Can you cut that? <laughs> no. No, no. 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 Oh, oh, my, no. 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 God damn it. Fuck. That's going to be there forever. God, I hate it here. Zach. That's the internet for well, you. What other questions we got? Uh, favorite Pokemon. It's totally not in there, but I want to know. Empoleon. Gen 4 starter. It's not a contest. Like, uh, every other gaming question. And it's not even to say every other Pokemon is mediocre. It's just to say Empoleon is perfect. <laughs> the typing, A tier. The fucking look, S tier. The uh, just, I love everything about that Pokemon. All right? Not over-designed. Not under-designed. Represents Gen 4 perfectly. Mm. Empoleon. The best Pokemon ever. I think you're wrong, but that's okay. But that's well, okay. Well, there was only a 1 in 960 chance you were going to agree with me, so... like those odds. God, who's your favorite Zar? I can't think of mine right now. Yeah, you know, i I got a, a few in mind, but I'm going to avoid the mythicals and legendaries. I think a Pokemon that I really, really love is Glaceon. Glaceon? Yes, one of the Eevee evolutions, a newer Eevee really? evolution. Yeah, introduced in Gen 4. Complete ice type. I don't know. I just ah. think Glaceon has an elegant and beautiful look to it. That's funny because I'm more of a Leafeon fan. Hmm. 
But I also do love Ice-type Pokemon. You, I think if I were a trainer, I'd be like Dark Ice. Uh, do you, you would just have a team of Weaviles. Yeah, it'd just be a team of Weevil and Sneevil. <laughs> Sneasel? Sneasel. Damn Sneevils. Damn Sneevils. Zach, My favorite. No, I don't want to be Tyranitar anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to make you right. Nailed it. Look, yeah, it's Tyranitar. There's no shame. It it's was either, It's either going to be Tyranitar or um, Typhlosion. Yeah. Okay. So I was going to say Typhlosion next. Now, <laughs> now um, it just feel like Charizard. Just so I can fuck you, JP. Oh, because you want to be original, right? Mm-hmm. Because nobody else's favorite Pokemon is Charizard. What's wrong with it being right? <sighs> Look. Okay. Here's the thing about favorite Pokemon conversations. I feel like because of how big Pokemon is. Everyone wants to have, like, a part in the conversation, but there's some people who just stopped playing after Gen 1 or 2, right? So that's where you get the Gen 1 supremacists who are like, oh, my God, Gen 1 was just so good. No, the giants were good. Brother, have you seen Execute? Have you seen Magmar? Have you seen Voltorb? Pokemon Gen 1 is not any better or worse than most generations. And that's okay. It's just the first. And if you just and if you didn't play beyond those games, just say so. That's, That's okay. the great thing about Pokemon, baby. There's a place for everyone. And it's really good, and you have a lot of games you could play. Yeah. Every like, Pokemon out there is someone's favorite. Dunsparce. Someone loves if Dunsparce. You, if you're a Dunsparce fan, DM me. I've got a lot of questions for you. Go ahead and at the Game Tea Podcast <laughs> X on Twitter. We want to know who you are. Who are you? Who, who is that one person you? that is like, Dunsparce, yay! Dunsparce. It's my go-to. Like, you could say, like, oh, Badoof. No, I've met people whose favorite, they love Badoof. Peaches. I mean, there's kind of an obsession <laughs> about Badoof. If anything, that it, it, it sparked because it's almost a meme, but then, unironically, people started liking Badoof. Uh, I think Pokemon Snap had a lot to help with that. <laughs> All those Badoof booty. But I've never heard one people even unironically say, I love Dunsparce. Or uh, Stunfisk. Oh, actually, I have seen a couple people that do love Stunfisk because of how OP they are and like how little damage they can take. They're wrong, but that's okay. They're wrong. All right. What other questions? I'm just mad that you said Dunsparce isn't cool. Um, <laughs> what made you want to be known as the respective guy of Xbox and our PlayStation and our Nintendo Nintendo? So I think the great thing about the three of us starting this podcast is like we started in the same position, but then so- started to kind of slowly move to one of the big three. And I mean, that's kind of like what made this work is just like the knowledge bases we have of specific consoles now that's not to say that obviously like the three of us have experience with everything right we're nintendo fans we're xbox fans and we're playstation fans but i think what made me the playstation guy was like if you want to have a conversation about deep lore and deep story especially the deep story i think the best stories are almost always introduced through playstation exclusives almost every fucking time god of war the last of us horizon zero dawn um, stray stray <laughs> detroit become human uncharted all of these amazing fantastic fucking games with just a huge world a huge story it's almost always playstation 
there's some ex- there's some examples of like someone else starting it. Like you know, Skyrim obviously wasn't a PlayStation exclusive. The Witcher started off on PC. There's a few examples like Halo. That's an Xbox guy, right? But ultimately, I feel like the best of the best when it comes to story, PlayStation. They just nail it. Also, I like the hardware. You know, PlayStation 2, best-selling console of all time. Best DVD player ever made. DVD player (laughs) of all time. I just... Not wrong. I I know I'm not, but... I don't know, man. Something magical about PlayStation. It's got the... It's got the indies. It's got the big AAA titles. Jim Ryan hasn't done anything to piss us (laughs) off yet. Man, a little bit. Maybe a little bit, but overall, man, I love PlayStation. Right on. I think that I think that more than qualifies you to talk PlayStation. I and don't know qualifies, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really I really like how you started that off with we all on this podcast just have a love for gaming. Like we all know a little bit about a lot. Yeah. And this is where it breaks into the specifics. Like for me, um, I feel like I could be the residential Xbox guy here because I've always had Xbox. Like, I have had an Xbox original, 360, the One, and now the Series X. And I was just, confusing how you said that. I know, right? <laughs> that does not sound like the chronological order Xbox of the Xbox. Xbox is not good at naming their consoles. They, they just aren't. Really not. And I hung on through all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I hung on through all of that. I thought we would get, like, the PlayStation 720 or the Xbox 720 or Everybody something. Everybody thought that. All of a sudden, we get the Xbox One, and we're like, well, what, <laughs> what happened to the, the OG? <laughs> Whatever. I'm still having fun. Right, right. <laughs> I, I've loved the integration and. I guess throughout going to school and growing up with the select friend group that I had, we all had Xbox. And so I just kind of leaned into that Xbox after that. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I mean, if you guys have seen my gaming collection, there is over like 200 to 300 physical Xbox games on my Same display. Including the digital only that yeah. you've got. Oh, oh, I have so many digital only, especially after getting Game Pass. So, I mean... I'm one with the box, boys. What with the box? <laughs> is that a thing? You say that? It is now. I'm coining that term. I actually literally don't think I've ever seen anyone with a higher gamer score than you. Woohoo! At Ooh. least, uh, like, obviously, if I Google high gamer scores, I'll find somebody. But, like, out of, like, I'm, a, pop- I'm a popular guy. I know a lot of people. Like, I've never seen. I'm a popular I'm a popular guy. I'm humble. <laughs> I've been working on my gamer score all this year, and I'm really excited to share my gamer score at the end of the year when we do our big uh, game of the year, end of the year episode. I can't wait to hear it either. I'm sure I, it's going to be outrageous. I had a goal at the beginning of this year, and listeners, if you go back to our first episode released in January, I will tell you what that goal is. Yeah. We'll see if I achieve it. Zach, Nintendo, Nintendo. Nintendo, Nintendo. Eh, I think we already said it. Um, it's my favorite because Pokemans. Uh, so I had that first experience. Super Smash Brothers. I just it feels like I can always play a Nintendo game with anybody, and so that's what I really appreciate about it. Is I can invite someone over and we'll play a game. It'll be it'll be good. I've always uh, called Nintendo comfort gaming because like people can tack on nostalgia, and that is true, but it's absolutely. about a lot more than that. It's just like. Nintendo is so fucking good at making games that are accessible, that people love, that people enjoy, that just feel timeless. The Mario Karts, the Mario Parties, Pokemon. Oh, yeah, you could you could have any amount of people over and you turn on the Switch and hand someone a controller, throw Mario Party at them, 
everyone's going to pick it up in like five minutes. You have some people over, you throw an Xbox or a PlayStation controller and say, hey, let's play some Borderlands. Mm. Your friends aren't going to know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> if, you, if you asked the question, what's your favorite gaming memory? It was Christmas morning when the Nintendo Wii first came out because... That was... Yeah. Oh my God, what a morning. Because it wasn't under my tree. It was uh, because, you know, I, I don't remember at the time... No, if you remember at the time, but this console is fucking hard to get your hands on. My mom paid scalper prices, which, by the way, at the time were only three fifty dollars more than the dropping <laughs> price, and that was considered high, so... Oh, how the scalpers have evolved. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, for it to be delivered on Christmas Day... And I'll never forget, like, I opened up The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, but it had an IOU, one Wii. <laughs> and I thought it was funny, and I was I was like, look, I get it. This thing's hard to get. My mom tries hard at everything she does. But then, when we got a knock at the door with a mysterious FedEx box, and I opened it up, and it was the fucking Wii, I can't... That was crazy. Ah, oh, that's, that's, that's incredible. That had my to have favorite, been... Favorite Christmas ever, favorite memory ever. Beautiful memory, beautiful memory. Oh, Zach, this is about you. So Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, but no, I think you said it. Like, honestly, everyone has some sort of Nintendo experience like that. It's just, they may not always hit, but when they hit, it's fucking magical. Plus, I can't play my PlayStation 5 in my bedroom when the PlayStation 5 is in the living room. You can do that with a Switch, baby. Well, you can now with your looks PlayStation at, backbone. Your PlayStation Why don't you guys backbone? shut the fuck up and let me have a point? Can't I have anything here? No. No. No points for JP. God damn it. Uh, and yeah, do we say Smash Bros. also? Yes, Smash you mentioned Bros. it a few times. And Good. Smash. At me, bitches. Um, okay. And Actually, funnily so- enough, second favorite gaming memory ever, finding out Sora was in Smash Bros. Huh. Yeah. Well, higher than I thought you'd put that. Are you kidding me? That was magical. I mean, I would have put Banjo a little bit higher, but that's just me. All right. What is something that you guys know way too little about to be running a gaming podcast? Sports games. <laughs> I don't know sports ball. Fuck sports games, man. I also thought simulators were a meme. But apparently they're not. Oh, There's no. Power they're... wash simulators, goat simulators. <laughs> I like power wash simulator. Uh, the flight simulator is fucking fire, apparently. I, I've played power wash simulator for at least five hours. Forza Horizon 5 car simulator. I played Forza too. <laughs> I played it. It was great. I just still think it's, it's a beautiful. Car it's incredible. Like, if you want the best of the best graphics, car games go above and beyond. Forza? Car noises. Vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom. Um, that's, that's tough because I'm, pretty... I'm so smart. Yeah, and knowledgeable and humble and good looking. Um, I mean, along with being the PlayStation guy, I'm the specs guy. So, like, I'm also very knowledgeable about gaming hardware. Can you shut up and just tell me what you're bad at? Yeah, Stop. that's not the question. What are you unknowledgeable about? I, but that's what I'm saying is, like, I don't really know. Um, I would say JRPGs. I would say being humble. Fuck, dude. <laughs> but JRPGs I've played. Octopath Traveler, Final Fantasy games. I haven't played every... I've played Final Fantasy 7 and I played 15. I'm looking forward to 16. I know some stuff about JRPGs. Persona? Okay. JRPG? Hmm. Um, I mean, that's... Let's see. There's got to be one kind of game that I just absolutely hate. Um, I've played Dynasty Warrior games. I've played Metroidvania games. Like I've Mortal played... Kombat games, yeah, Street you Fighter suck at fighting games, bro. I do not suck at fighting games. I can hold my <laughs> own in Smash. Um, platformers. I've played platformers. 
Well, yeah, you've played them, but like, I've, I've played sports games. <laughs> Doesn't mean I know that. I 100%ed the first Crash Bandicoot, even getting the secret gem in the level that they took out of the game for being too hard. Okay, platforming. Yeah, I mean, we got experience in platforming. What about... I'm just so good at everything. And I mean, you play The Sims, rhythm, too. Rhythm games? Rhythm well, games? That's you're the in only... a goddamn band. <laughs> I yeah, hope so you're good that's... at rhythm games. <laughs> rhythm games? That's one of the only times I can beat Zach at a video game. <laughs> Give me Guitar Hero. I'll fuck Zach up. Yeah. Fuck you. That's fair. <laughs> um. Oh. Dancing games. <laughs> I know that. Okay. Hear me. Just shut up. Hear me out. <laughs> You sounded really proud of that revelation. (laughs) Hear me the fuck out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Do you remember when there was a craze that everyone went crazy for, for the Dance Dance Revolutions that came out with the mat? And then, like, once the Kinects came out for Xbox, there was, like, these dance games. And then even now for the Switch, there are fucking dancing games. I fucking hate dancing games. <laughs> I fucking hate them. I won't play them. I won't look at them. If you play a dancing game, I won't take you seriously as a gamer. So You might as well have just I told me DDR. you play Rage Shadow Legends all the time. <laughs> so don't expect any accurate you know, news on the dancing front from JP. <laughs> yeah, for the dancing game uh, aficionados out there. For the dancer in all of us. Zach, what, what is your weakest area? Is it also humbility? I was serious about the simulator thing. That was my weakness. You, no simulators? No simulator? simulator. I like Kingdom Hearts. Is that a disability? <laughs> okay. And then this is what I call a segue, boys. So one, I'm going to answer this one last. What's your favorite place to play? Ooh, favorite place to play. Couch. Yeah, couch gaming. I'm going to be in a basement wrapped up with a blankie. Mm. I'm going to have Christmas lights around me, and I'm going to play a spoopy game. I spent, just for the PC alone, I spent $2,100. If you include the desk, the chair, the peripherals, that's easily a $3,000 setup. That gathers dust a lot of the times because I just love a TV, a couch, a controller. Nothing beats it. And my favorite place to play is the bed, where I'm going right now because I am tired and cold. (laughs) Oh, what a segue. What a segue. Well, there you have it, listeners. Now you know the game tea. cold. (laughs) (laughs) Now you know the game tea just a little bit better. You know, maybe maybe we could go get some dinner and go get some... Go get some dinner? Go go see a movie. Maybe uh, go back to your place. Oh, here's... Okay, one last question. Do you guys prefer, because there's a lot we talk... Hold your Fuck your segue. (laughs) There's a lot we do on the Game Tea Podcast. We talk games. We talk specs. We talk culture. We play games. Let me ask you boys this. We make jokes. We make... We're not funny. (laughs) Let me ask you boys this. Do you prefer days where we have a segment or days where we talk news? Ooh, is this a question for us, or is this a question for the listeners? We'll ask the listeners, too. I like opinions from everybody, so but... Because we're... I like to be competitive and shit on you guys. But you lose most of the time. That's not true. <laughs> I think it's... not true. I, I think it's true. I'll go back and see who's won I've and won lost I've won a the... lot of games. I mean, We've if we're just counting games. new studio... I've won once. You've won once. Have you won in the new studio? I can't remember. I have a really <laughs> shitty memory, to be totally honest. But I won a lot before we got in the new studio. I know that for sure, for sure. Segments are fun. Czar? I 
I don't know. I, I got I gotta sit in the middle. I, I know that we hate Big fence science. riding here. <laughs> yeah. We don't like when indecision, but I love when we get the news out because I love talking about new gaming trends and what's coming out. Because do you guys ever remember like standing in the hallway with whatever friend group you had and you're like, Did you guys hear that new Ratchet and Clank news? Did you hear that rumor about Halo? And like as you grow up you don't get that anymore. You don't get you get to see the news, but you don't get to hear the take from your mm. friends. You don't get to hear every angle from it. And so I absolutely love being able to deliver the news we find interesting because there's a sea of gaming news out there and there's a lot of it topical, but there's a lot that goes unnoticed. Mm. Like when Nebraska found over $500,000 worth of vintage SNES games. I can't believe Nebraska is actually good for something. Snesh. Mm, what about you, JP? Uh, that was good, by the way, Zar. Yeah, that was good. So, I mean, like, if we're putting it on a spectrum, I... Th- a spectrum? Guys, just fucking pick a side. You I'm, no, I'm indecisive. <laughs> I'm don't so like, humble and I don't great, like commitment but I don't know I'm, how to choose. Oh, my God. I'm just so good at all these game genres, except dancing games. Except. If, you, if you get me a dancing game for Christmas, I will... I'll get really good at the game and then dance on your grave. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get really good at it. (laughs) Uh, You know, I'm not a super competitive guy, but I do appreciate a good segment. Because even if if I win, great. But even if I lose, I still had a good fucking time because I lost in a funny, stupid way. And I still think there's value in that. You also win in fun, stupid ways, like with Clippy references. Fuck yeah, I do. So I think I'm going to go segment, but I will say that what I do appreciate the news is how versatile it can be with just, like, talking about fucking whatever. Like, just talking about the latest Grames, Grames games that we're excited about. You guys let me talk about specs. Whatever. Yeah. What are you doing over there? Trying to go to bed. <laughs> Zach, are you tired? Are you sleepy? I'm sleepy. I'm sleepy. I was All trying right. to segue, and then you kept talking. I'm sorry. Is I'm, there okay? I'm off kilter. <laughs> Is there anything else you want our new and old fans to know about you before we log off? I love you. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's nice. Zar? I, if you're... <laughs> you got the smack in. You got, got the whole smack. smack. <laughs> Gave him a kiss there. <laughs> If you're new to the Game Tea Podcast, welcome. If you're still, if you've been hanging on since our first season, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> we we have gotten a little bit better, but we're just we're happy to be here. We're happy to be in the gaming community, and I hope to see you all at the Smash tournament. Yep, December seventeenth, Omaha, Nebraska. We drop new episodes every Wednesday. Every Wednesday morning-ish, most of the time. We drop new episodes every Wednesday. We drop segments. We drop news. We talk about stuff that's relevant and stuff that's not, that we just want to fucking talk about. And Fue Coco will be the best starter Pokemon in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. (laughs) You know what? I'm not picking Fue Coco, but I think I I agree. If he turns bipedal, I'm going to riot. It's already bipedal. It's a T-Rex. Fuck! I'm just kidding. At least that one makes sense, okay? Did you hear the power in that fuck? Like, Embor? They were so close. <laughs> <laughs> you were so close. No more Pokemon talk. We have talked too much Pokemon. All right, all right, all right, all right. Now, you're going to get sick of hearing this. I'm going to say it one more time. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast, and we will see you in the next episode. And you just got your Game Tea. Bye. A Huda Media Production.